High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the founder and owner of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is Ramin Forgani, my producer and moderator. Ramin, how are you doing, sir? I am doing well, and it's a, a wonderful time of year here in the sports season. We have some wonderful sports to watch. Uh, NHL, lots of those games going into the overtime. Uh, ring where it's sudden death. NBA, some good basketball are on. It's some busy times in the sports world and the GHSA scene, or I guess the Georgia high school basketball scene, I should say more accurately, is not, uh, or is following up the pace. You're right, you're right. Um, yeah, hockey, all those hockey games, the overtimes are they're on way too late. I feel like the games are going on to like 2 a.m. in the morning. I never stay up and watch it. Whenever I go to the, the restroom and go to the refrigerator, I miss the one goal and then the game's over in overtime. So that never works out too well with me. <laughs> and, uh, and basketball, of course, uh, I'm just ready for some more heartbreak watching, uh, watching my favorite teams play. I saw they, they choked against the Utah Jazz. But uh, other than that, yes, the GHSA, um, I was able to get out there and watch some basketball. We had some rules that were passed, and it uh, looked like there's a transfer rule that might have happened, sir. Do you know anything about this transfer rule that possibly passed? I do. Um, there was So a few corrections. If you want to check out the full version of this episode, that'll be episode 14. You can find that on Sandy Spiel or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we talked about the GHSA updates in, from the last executive meetings in more detail there, but that 50% rule of uh, reserving 50% of your seating for the visiting team was passed, although the significance of that is uncertain. I'm not sure how that will be enforced. But also, there was a new proposal to uh, curb the transfers that are rampant in the GHSA. Now, this is just a proposal. It has not yet been passed, but the preliminary draft that I was able to get my hands on stated that uh, basically if a player transfers, bona fide move or not, you will have to sit out for half of each season after your first year of transferring. So, for example, if you play baseball and basketball, you have to sit out half the basketball season and half the baseball season. Now, the interesting thing in that preliminary proposal was that the sending school would have the ability to either enforce or waive the half-season sit-out rule. This is in past, so I'm sure it will change. There's an appeals committee and all that, and we'll, I'm sure we'll uh, do a podcast on that should it pass. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting stuff. Like you said, if it does pass, we'll talk about it more. But just my quick take on it, I think that is a nice deterrent because now kids that can't just transfer willy-nilly, I know... You know, most of the, well, I wouldn't say most of them, but a lot of these transfers are legitimate moves and everything like that, but the ones that are just basketball-related moves, uh, it gives them pause, it gives them a chance to think about, hey, if I actually do go here, I might sit out 50% of them, possibly if it's your, your senior season, you might lose 50% of your senior season, that's going to hurt with recruiting and everything like that, so I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting uh, uh, set of rules that they might look to implement, and if that so it does happen. Uh, I would very much uh, want to see how that affects the transfer. Are we going to have the same amount of transfers? Is it going to cut back a little bit? I think it would cut back at least a little bit just because you're kind of rolling the dice on whether you're going to be allowed to play or not. Right. Um, and on to today's podcast. But before we do that, I must wish you a belated happy, belated happy birthday. Excuse me. Your birthday was on Friday, April the 14th. But you weren't out celebrating, were you? I was following you on the Twitter sphere, and if I had to take three guesses as to where you were, I would guess you were at a basketball court, a basketball gym, or a basketball arena. How close was I, Kyle? 
yes, I did spend my my birthday at Swanee Sports Academy at the Indy Hoops Tip-Off Classic. Jarrell Weaver does a good job putting on that event. So I was over in Swanee on my birthday, and the day after my birthday, and the day after the day after my birthday, which would be Easter. So all three days, which are kind of big days for me and other people, especially if you're uh, in the, the practicing religion of celebrating Easter with the Easter Bunny. Big days there, but I was in the gym all three days. And uh, it was it was a very good tournament. A lot of high level high level players. Uh, one of the guys I just want to shout out that isn't from Georgia, but was from West Oaks Academy in Florida, Sylvan Francisco, aka Frenchy, a, a native of France, uh, senior guard. He's listed as a 2017. I'm not sure if he's just waiting to go somewhere big or what's going on there. But he was the tournament MVP. He was a sensational, just electric, electric point guard, did everything Showtime Ballers needed. They won 74-72 in overtime. It was Southern Stampede, but he was awesome. Um, Louisville, Texas, Kansas State, uh, Rhode Island all have offers out to him. Whoever signs him late in the signing period, if he doesn't go to prep school or anything like that, they're going to get a very dynamic guard. Even though he's a little small on size, he's a big-time player, and he was such a pleasure to watch this weekend. And before we get more in-depth into all these players, uh, quick birthday shout-out to you. Ladies, he is single, so if you are looking for a man, Kyle is your man, he is single. But on to the the content of today's podcast. Um, If you like what we did with the State Championship Recap Podcast, the format of this one will be the same. Kyle did a great job of getting a bunch of sound bites, so we'll be going to some players in-depth from the uh, Indy Hoops Tournament, and we'll be giving their takes to you in the podcast. We'll start off with Isaac Okoro. Kyle, he's a class of 2019 shooting guard out of McEachern, and he has some pretty high D1 interest thus far. Yeah, Isaac was just named by Hoopsteen as the number one player in the state of Georgia in the class of 2019. Uh, he, he led McEachern to a perfect regular season. They ended up falling in the Final Four to eventual state champion Tiff County, but that's a kid that really exploded onto the scene this year. Uh, we thought McEachin would be pretty good, but we didn't know they were going to be that good, that quick with a young core. Uh, about 6'4", he's put on a lot of muscle. Uh, he can really power through guys. He played with a busted chin this week. Uh, wasn't at the, the tip top of his game. He wasn't putting in 30 points a game and completely dominating, but he was still producing at a high clip, going for 16 points and 10 rebounds against Showtime Ballers. And another game put in about 21 points. So he was he was, he was – Playing pretty well, not you know, not a superstar level, but he was still the best player on his team, and he did a great job. And I was able to catch up with him and uh, got to talk to him and see what where his head's at and how to feel to be the number one player in the state and uh, what his recruitment's looking like. All right, Isaac. So you were just named by Hoopsing the number one player in your class. Uh, how does that feel? Just to see all that hard work really starting to pay off, and you're really starting to get noticed. Uh, it feels great because one point, once upon a time, nobody knew me, so I had to keep on working hard in order to get to the top. I'm about to stay humble. And how's it been with recruitment and everything? I know you're really starting to blow up now. Anything new? Any new schools jumping into your recruitment process? Uh, lately, I heard that uh, Harvard has interest in me. And who who has offered you so far? Uh, we have Florida State, Auburn, Georgia Tech, Tulane. Uh, yeah, I forgot the other school. And are you planning on taking any visits anytime soon? Not that I know of. And then 
I know you guys were undefeated in the regular season. You lose Tip County in the Final Four. What do you take away from that experience and that trip? Because a lot of you guys are coming back for this year and the years following. Yeah, we just we just got we just got to keep working hard because we know next year we're getting some new people and we got to get our chemistry up and hopefully we'll make it to the state championship and win it. Another guy you saw at that Indy Hoops tournament was Jalen McCreary. This is another 2019 guy. From what I was able to gather, he's listed as kind of a hybrid 2-3 shooting guard, uh, small power forward type of guy out of Kennesaw Mountain High School. A guy who looks intriguing, but you actually covered some eligibility issues he had last season. What did you see from him over the weekend? Uh, he's he's going to be a name that you're going to have to get very familiar with very quickly. Uh, saw him... Over over the fall last year, fall preview at the Hoop Scene event, uh, he was great. Uh, he, he's a little gangly, left-handed, six six, probably uh, probably three would be his best position. But he does everything. He rebounds. He can shoot both that lefty touch. He's got a soft touch. Uh, can put it on the floor. Can block shots. He he is just a very versatile guy. I uh, was ineligible this past year because he ended up transferring to Wheeler after he got into a I don't know how it went down. He got an into a kerfuffle. I believe it was at Wheeler, and then he tried to transfer back to Kennesaw Mountain, and they ruled him ineligible. Or It was a deal like that. You could visit that on my website. I just Google Jalen McCreary on my website, and I have the whole detailed breakdown story on him. But he, I'm telling you, he's going to be a big-time player. Um, I think he's going to be, if, if he just does what he's supposed to do, he's a shoo-in to be an all-state performer next year. He's going to really change that region around. He's at Kennesaw Mountain, and that's in there with Isco Coro and McKeechan, who just steamrolled everybody. But if you put this kid into the fold, uh, he is a big-time player, and I think he has a chance to end up being one of the best players in that class in 2019. He's got to fine-tune his game, get a little tighter and everything like that, because he is a little unorthodox in how he moves, but skill set is there, and uh, I think he's going to be a great player by the time he graduates. And we'll head on over to the audio you have from him. Jalen, you're playing with a great team now, Southern Stampede. I like what I saw out there today. How tough was it, though, having to sit down and play JV for an entire year? It was very tough because I had to get back in the momentum of playing against varsity players, and the intensity on varsity was more faster. And has, anyone, back in shape. has anyone been recruiting you yet, or what, what's going on with that? Any interests or offers? Yeah, I'm yet? getting some looks. Uh-huh. Yeah, from University of Houston, Oklahoma State, stuff uh-huh. like that. Just interest right yeah. now? Yes, sir. And how are you looking to, to boost your stock playing with these guys? Because you're going to get noticed a lot now. Yeah, I'm getting better. Getting better playing with them. And we got to get like momentum and stuff. Like, we don't play with each other like that. And that's it. And you're still at Kennesaw Mountain now? Yes, sir. All right, good deal. Next up, we're going to bring up Joshua Jackman. He is a senior class of 2017 out of Miller Grove High School in Lithonia. And maybe when you say the name, not a guy a lot of people know about. Uh, if you don't know about him, that's probably because he, he was hurt. He got hurt uh, last spring, summer on the circuit towards ACL. Uh, before that, when Miller Grove did win the state championship, he was a, a big-time piece for them as a, a defensive stopper on the perimeter very good athlete. So he gets hurt last spring, then he has to sit out about half the season to start out with Miller Grove. That's when Miller Grove's kind of gone through the growing pains of playing a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors, a lot of guys that never saw big varsity minutes. And he was always there on the bench, uh, you know, cheering these guys on, trying to lead from the bench and give some support. But now he's back healthy, 
Boston with the Atlanta Celtics. Uh, still a high-level defender on the perimeter. Still a pretty good athlete out there. Does what he needs to do. Uh, his, his calling card is always going to be his uh, his defense. His offense is all right. He can get to the basket. I saw him on Sunday. He came in off the bench and really started to create things. Uh, helped the Celtics uh, a nice victory. I believe that was over AOT. Uh, he played very well, got into the lane, created shots for teammates, kicked the ball out. He did the little things out there, and that resulted in a win for his team. He's the guy, uh, 100% healthy now. He's going to be a nice fit for whichever school he ends up at. And I was able to talk to him, and he gave me a, a bit of a rundown on the senior season, and how tough it was sitting out for most of it, and what's going on in his recruitment. Josh Jackman. How you doing? First of all, let's start. House and knee, everything all good? Yes, sir. Everything good. And uh, how's how's recruitment been? Is anyone visits, offers, interest? Uh, recruitment's low right now. Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm playing live. I'm gonna play the first two live periods uh, with the Adidas Atlanta Celtics to see how that do and see where my recruitment go. I'm looking at some prep schools, and that's an option. And I'm talking to my parents see what else. Yeah. And how hard was it to sit out the first part of the year and see you guys take some months? You, you guys, you got it going over on over, you know, over at Miller Grove. You started playing a lot better once you got back out there. But how tough was it just to just to see the guys struggle a little bit early on? It was kind of hard, but they was young, so I understood. They wasn't used to it. We only had one returner, varsity player was Tay, and some other returner, but they didn't play that much. So I understood. I was trying to be a leader on the bench, but that was kind of hard too. Being a leader, not playing, trying to tell people what to do, you can't, you can't help them. So, yeah, it was kind of hard at the beginning. But. And then uh, do you have any official offers yet, or is that not yet? I don't have no official offers right now. Kenton Eskridge was another guy you saw down at Indy Hoops. He's another senior out of Columbia High School. Yes, Kenton, uh, he's, a, he's a barrel-chested guard. That is the one thing that stands out. He is a physical, a physical big Big boy at the uh, point guard position. Came off the bench, shot very well with the Southern Stampede. Uh, another guy that Columbia, they didn't quite accomplish what he was over there with a lot of talented younger guys and was kind of the, the veteran leader, tried to be the veteran leader on that team. So we got to talk to him, and he was breaking down his plans for the upcoming live periods and where he's going to go to school at. All right, Kenton, yes, what's sir. going on with recruitment? What, where are you at right now? Senior, You're a senior, right? Or what's Tenny. going on with that? Yeah, let's start with that. What's All going right, on? Uh, I'm going to clear the rumors up. I am I am going prep school. Okay. I am going prep. I have plenty of options of prep schools right now. But if I get what I want out of the first two live period sessions, I will reclass back up. Okay. And how do you feel like you played tonight? I know you knocked down three threes out there. You came off the bench, gave the Stampede a great spark, and that pretty much led to a victory that, that, that sparked off the bench. Uh, I feel like I played okay. I played decent. I fell in love with the three too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could have attacked more. The game was too close for me anyway, so I feel like I did okay. And, and how do you feel like you guys did at Columbia this year? It wasn't a state championship. You guys took a – who beat you guys? Fair County. How bad did they beat you? It was a beatdown. Uh, about 20 points, 15 uh, points? Mentally, it was a beatdown. Uh-huh. Yeah, we checked out early. And plus, when you're at that gym, they're going to shoot like the Warriors. So, And they was in every shot. We checked out mentally early. So I guess you can call that a beatdown. And, and what tournaments do you have coming up so people can come and watch you play? Do you, you um, know off the top of your head what other yeah, tournaments? Yeah, uh, EYBL, first session at Hampton at Boo Williams. Then we got the second session in Indianapolis. That's the first two live periods. 
Back to the sophomore class we go in Tyron Lawrence, a guy out of Morgan County High School. Yes, Tyron, he, he played well this weekend. Uh, can shoot the ball a little bit. Pretty uh, athletic, gets to the basket fairly well. Uh, he's part of a very talented Morgan County sophomore class. Um, they, they made it to the state title game this year. Uh, very valuable effort against Pace Academy and Wendell Carter. They just gave up a little bit. Little bit too much size against uh, Pace Academy, but it was a great, great season for Morgan County. A lot of good things are to come for Morgan County. And uh, Tyron really, uh, really hit the hammer on the head there, talking about what's to come over there. And this is going to be a team to keep an eye on. They're going to open up as a favorite over there in Class 3A this upcoming season. And quickly before we get on to the audio, uh, what travel team does Tyron play for? Tyron is with the 17U Atlanta Celtics, so he's on there with Jackman and a couple other guys, Rashad Bateman, who was a phenomenal shooter this year. Didn't get to talk to Rashad too much, but uh, that's a kid at Tiff County State Champion, a great wide receiver over there. But, uh, man, he is going to have some opportunities to play college basketball because he just keeps shooting the lights out. He's a guy that gets really hot really carry teams. Atlanta Celtics have a couple nice pieces about my 17-2 team. And now take a listen to Tyron Lawrence's interview. All right, here at Tyron Lawrence. Played very well today over at, still at Morgan County, correct? Yes, sir. How has recruitment been? Anything new? Any interest? Any offers? What's going on with that? I don't have no offers, but I got a letter from Virginia and VMI and Florida Atlantic are looking at me. And are you planning on taking any visits anytime soon, or is this still like pretty early on in the process for you? It's still pretty early on in the process. And, and how, how do you think you played tonight? You knocked down some shots, you had a good first half, second half didn't score as many points, but you played well overall. Um, I tried to stay aggressive the whole game, um, attacking the basket, but in the second half I just couldn't get nothing to fall. But I think I played well defensively. And you guys were without a couple starters, right? Yes, sir. So how was it trying to pick up the slack? You're playing a really good team, Southern Stampede. Um, we were a little we were shorter than they were, so we had to um, rebound as a team and just had to defend as a team as well. And, and how was your experience playing in the state championship game, playing against Pace Academy? Uh, you guys are an underdog, but you played very well. They had the bigger size advantage the entire time, but you guys are right there in it. Uh, kept it within between six and eight points pretty much the entire game. You played well. First state championship appearance for you. How do you think you guys did, and what do you take away from that? Uh, I think we played well, and um, uh, keeping the game so close, I think we could play with anybody. And as long as we play hard, we could play with anybody. And you guys over there at Morgan County, a lot of you guys are what? You saw sophomores, right? Yes, sir. There's good things to come over there, right? Yes, sir. You excited for that? Yes, I'm ready. I think we're going to get it next year. All right. Another guy I got to talk to was Devin Vassell of Petrie Ridge. He's a rising senior, uh, a very wiry uh, wing-type player, about 6'3", 6'4", combo guard, um, good kid. Uh, came onto the scene strong this year, averaged about 13 points a game, led the team in scoring at Petrie Ridge. Uh, I think he has a potential to really kind of cement himself as a, a Division One player, probably at the low major level, he's starting to get some interest and some offers here and there. But that's a guy, if you're in Peachtree Ridge District, you're in Gwinnett County, uh, Peachtree Ridge, they had a nice season this year. They're not, they're not going to be one of those 
top teams that's going to, you know, probably make a state title run, but they do have some nice pieces, some nice players. And Devin Vassell is definitely the centerpiece. And uh, I get to talk to him, and he really gives us a breakdown of who's interested in him and what he is projecting himself to play at, at the next level. Devin Vassell, Peachtree Ridge, correct? Correct. How has recruitment been? Has anyone been showing interest in you lately? Anything like that? Because I know you're coming off a very good season. You're going to be a, what, senior now? Senior, yeah. So things are about to start picking up, right? Okay. Um, the schools that are being real interesting are like Dartmouth, Mercer. Um, Furman was just in today. So I got a couple coming in uh, next week, too. Has anyone offered you yet? Um, North Florida and Stetson are my two offers right now. And what, what do you see yourself playing at the next level? Are you a, a combo guard, or what, what do you feel like? Uh, I feel like I'd be a combo guard. If they need help bring up the ball, I could always help them out. And how do you feel about your team? Uh, had a pretty decent season, ran into Newton in the, what was it, first round? Yeah. Didn't turn out too well. But what do people, what do you think people should expect from Peachtree Ridge uh, this next upcoming season? Uh, we're going to be a hard-fighting team, and we're going to play defense all the time. So we're going to be in y'all the whole time. Travis Anderson is a name that sounds really familiar to me. We threw him around a lot when we were doing our bracketology for the boys' side, uh, that, you know, the tournament starting up in 7A. He's a Grayson guy, um, coming from a team that sneaked into the bracket and won a handful of games down there. He was a big part of that. Yeah, Travis, uh, big time score. He plays with Devin Vassell on that team, AJ Boye, Georgia Tornadoes, 17U team. Couple, couple nice people in that in that team. A nice little backcourt tandem of him and Vassal. But yeah, Anderson led Grayson to I think it was their first final four in school history. That's what he told me. Uh, Grayson was a, a nice little I wouldn't say a Cinderella story, but they took care of business on that that top left hand side of the bracket and they won some games. Ran into a buzzsaw called Board Cross in the final four. But Travis, big time scorer, averages over twenty one a game. Probably about six foot tall. Little on the small side, combo guard type player. Uh, he's a guy that likes to trash talk out there. He can get into other kids' heads. And uh, he did that a little bit on Friday night when I saw him. So I had to calm him down and go talk to him and see what he had going on with the, the Grayson season, that somewhat of a Cinderella run, and what he's looking forward to this summer. I am here with Travis Anderson of Grayson High School. Still going to stick at Grayson, correct? Yeah, Hopefully. yeah. I'm there. Way. I'm still there. All right. So um, what's going on with recruitment? Any interest offers? What's the latest with that? Um, latest latest schools has been calling me. Uh, I got a recent call from uh, Baylor. Um, Texas Tech has been on me pretty hard. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting an in-home from UNC Greensboro next week and uh, one from Warford as well. And uh, Sessions is the only school to offer me so far, but I plan on getting more next month. And have you visited anywhere, unofficial, official, anything like that yet? Uh, I visited Middle Tennessee. Um, who else? Stetson. I went to Stetson. I plan on going to uh, Florida Gulf Coast and UNC Greensboro soon. And how do you feel about your team here? What, Team A.J. Boye, Georgia Tornadoes? How do you feel about this group as a, a summer circuit team? I know you got Devin Vassell in your backcourt. you got some nice pieces here and there. What do you like about your team specifically? Um, we play hard. Um, we got pieces. And um, I think we can be a, a special team as long as we stick together and stay as a family. And then Grayson, you guys took a trip to the Final mm-hmm. Four, right? That had to be, might have been the first time in school history. Yeah, it was. Uh, how, how magical was that run? You guys played really well at the end there. Um, we kind of pulled together. We had we started out with a tough, 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 tough record. 
Um, we had a, co- a lot of losses in the beginning, and we kind of went on a win streak second second semester, and we just picked it up together. You know, we kind of gelled, got our chemistry right, and then after that, we were unbeatable. The next player I was able to speak with was Cam Holden of Mary Persons High School. He was playing with Team Georgia Magic, so that's Ty Fagan on that team, among some others. Uh, Cam was a guy that averaged about 26 points per game, 11 rebounds, about four assists, really was a stat sheet stuffer. Over there in Mary Persons, you the uh, second team class four A All State uh, selection. Uh, I watched some play Team Georgia Magic. Uh, they picked up a win over Elite Playmakers. They were really uh, just a, a step ahead of those guys, a, a little class higher than them. Uh, he didn't score the ball that great. Uh, he was doing uh, more of the work on the floor game, though. He did end up with eight points, but he rebounded very well. Finished with eleven boards, had four assists. Just showing his dynamic, uh, diverse skill set. And uh, he's, he's a guy that's going to see his recruitment pick up heading into his senior season. That 6'5 swing man. And uh, he, he gave us some good information on who's been interested in him and a couple new schools that are joining the mix. Cameron Holden, Mary Persons, I hope, coming up for your senior year, coming off a very good junior season. How has recruitment been? Anything new going on there? Offers, interests, anything like that? Um, I got off. I ain't got no offers, but I got great looks from Mercer. Mercer came in and looked at me yesterday evening. We came and worked out with me and talked to me about the future. They told me they were looking at my teammate, Ty Fagan. And, um, I visit Georgia Southern during football season and watched some of their football games, and they toured me around the school. And um, who else? Furman been hard on me. Coach Richie just got the head coach job there. He been talking to me good. And um, Virginia military coach moved to Rice. Now he's the assistant coach there. He talked to me, and Rice interested in looking at me. I got um, Middle Tennessee looking too. And what what are you looking to improve on your final season? Is there one aspect of your game that you want to get better? Uh, I want to be a consistent shooter, not just shooters at some games and some driving. I want to make my teammates involved better. I want to be better on the ball, defense, and off. And I want to, um, what else? I want to lead my team to a Final Four this year before I get out of Mary Person. And, and how do you feel like you guys are going to be next year at Mary Persons? It's your last hurrah. I know you just said you want to get to a Final Four. Is it doable? It's, it's doable. We got great high-power guards, great young guards. We got a great sophomore. We got we got a great sophomore. He can shoot the ball real good. We got we got a bunch of guards, but I think we can do it because we're hungry. And we got put out early more than we expected. We hurt, but you got to bring that hurt to the next season. Just looking at who's next and the list of uh, names and schools that we've had, I think, you know, really out on the tournament circuit, a lot of these guys who wouldn't play each other in the region, play in different classifications, even get together in the tournament circuit and really challenge each other. Our next guy that you were able to catch up with, Hunter McIntosh, he's a 2019 GAC point guard. I'm a big fan of Hunter. I watched Hunter play as a freshman when I watched GAC play Holy Innocence. I think they won that game in overtime, and uh, that was when whole, uh, GAC was missing a couple guys. I think he went for about 28, 29 points as a freshman, and I was just, I was floored when I watched the play. I could not believe this kid was a freshman. This is two years ago now, not this season, but the past season after that. But, uh, man, he played very well, just a very calm, mature, handles pressure, uh, doesn't get flustered, knows when to pick his spots. Very good player, and it comes to no surprise when you hear the players he's, uh, the schools he's listing, the uh, the players in his recruitment, the people that are trying to get after him. Uh, no surprise that these are some high major schools and a couple of uh, 
couple of very prestigious academic programs. No surprise that Hunter McIntosh is going to be a hot prospect by the time he's a senior. All right, Hunter McIntosh, GAC. What's going on with recruitment? Anything new? Um, Davidson's been coming in the mix a little bit more. Uh, they you know, come to some of the spring sessions. Um, Stanford, our coach been in contact with them a little bit. And UGA hopped in the mix. I was up there for a game when they played Auburn or something up there. So they hopped in the mix a little bit. And do you have any offers right now, or is it just mostly interest? Mostly interest. Mostly interest. And are you planning on visiting any of these schools, unofficial, anything like that, in the upcoming weeks? Um, probably some, some schools around town. Probably like Georgia, Georgia Tech. I might try to go up there. And then, you know, depending on how we talk to Stanford, I might go up there during the summer. And overall, how do you feel you guys did at GAC this year? Kind of had an early exit. It was up and down a little bit. How do you think you guys did this season? I think we did good. I think we were going to take that as a learning experience. You know, pretty young team. But I feel like, you know, we're going to be able to do what we got to do next year. And now for today's last guest on the show, uh, I know this is a special one for you, Kyle, maybe a bit outside of the scope of the podcast, uh, but a former Georgia high school basketball guy, and especially on the heels of your birthday, you have all this nostalgia going through your head. Jordan Lyons is our guy, our last one for today's podcast. He's one of the first guys who started following and covering on Sandy Spiel back in 2015. He just completed his freshman season at Furman University, and he's playing at a level that a lot of these guys we're talking about want to get up to and play to. So before we get to the audio of your interview with him, Kyle, tell me, what was uh, your high school scouting report that you were able to develop on Jordan? Jordan, that is a great kid. I love that I was able to catch up with him and talk to him. Jordan, he was a, a knockdown shooter. This is a kid that could get hot, could pull up from about three steps, two steps in from half court and just bomb away from deep. All-time leading scorer at McIntosh. Uh, took them deep into the playoffs where they, they ran into uh, uh, Miller Grove and lost. I think that was in the Final Four. Uh, that was a, a tough for them. But uh, just a great kid, uh, good score. One of his weaknesses, he needs to get a little better on the ball handling, and he knows that he's been working on that, trying to score up more than just one level. But, yeah, he was a, a great three-point shooter. He's a well-rounded his game. I know he's trying to get in better shape and get, get fine trimming and get that athleticism. He'll talk about that in our, our little uh, interview here. But just just a great kid. McIntosh, that was one of the most fun teams you could, you could ever imagine to go watch. All these homegrown kids. Um, got Will Washington at point guard. He was just a snake out there, dazzling, just giving everybody the ball. He had Jordan Lyons sniping from deep, knocking down threes. He had Sean Lowry, who's at Wofford inside, just rebounding like a monster. Chase Walter, uh, pitcher now in college, another big guy. Isaac Kelm, who was the one moving, but he only moved in from about 10, 15 minutes away. That was a whole, a whole situation if you were. Uh, a follower of Sandy Spiel back when we first opened. That was a, a huge story, getting him uh, eligible. But, yeah, Jordan was a great kid. Glad I got to meet up with him over the past weekend. Uh, just talked to him about how his overall first freshman season went. They got a new coaching change going on. How was uh, college life different from high school life? And then just lasting words of wisdom. What would you tell kids that are about to start their college journey or kids that are just now getting recruited? Uh, what, what words of advice do you give them, and how would you handle everything if you had to do it all over again? So some great stuff here from Jordan. I hope you guys really appreciate this. One of the good kids, one of the great kids out of the GHSA, 
And uh, this is a fun, fun interview. I am here with Jordan Lyons, a Macintosh legend and a Furman Paladin. How was your first year in college? Uh, my first year, it was great. You know, um, at first it was it was it was much different. Um, it's more business like. It's just a different approach you have to take day by day. Um, school and everything was a different different type of environment, but. Once I got used to it, once I learned how to balance everything out, man, it, it was great, man. It, it tells you how to, uh, freshman year shows you how to deal with adversity. So I, I had some adversity I had to deal with this year. And once I, uh, once I learned how to bow through that, it only made me just, just so much better of a player. So overall, uh, freshman year was very good. Looking forward to uh, the future. And you, you were a part of a team that tied a school record in wins, but now Coach Medved's gone, now Coach Richie steps in. Uh, how excited are you to, uh, to learn under Coach Richie now that he's a head man? Um, you know, we're real excited. You know, um, Coach Medved came in uh, to the Furman basketball program when the, the program was in, in, in shambles, and he spent four years uh, – at Furman, kind of resurrecting the whole program to get us to where we are today. So you know him, uh, him going to Drake was uh, that's a that's a testament to what to what he did to resurrect the program. And Coach Richie's been Coach Richie's been at Furman longer than longer than anybody. I think he's about to go into his seventh year. So you know his, his time was due. He, he's ready. Um, he's given more to the program than anybody. He he cares about the program more than anybody. Um, we're all very excited. You know, he's he's an offensive uh, offensive genius. You know, he's very specializes in transition offense and transition and specializes in um, getting getting people to show their strengths. So we're all very excited. You know, he did a great job recruiting um, a vast majority of our team that we have right now. So we're all very excited. This is the guy that we all wanted. So we're all happy that. Um, our athletic director and our administration decided to stay with continuity and, and promote him up. We're all very excited to, to get going under Coach Richie. And now that you have year one under your belt, how prepared are you for year two? What changes for you? How are you going to you know c- cement yourself as a player on this team and be ready for a big-time college career? Absolutely. You know, freshman year is kind of a year of learning. Um, not saying you're not going to learn in, the, in your next three years, but freshman year, is just, it just shows you how how different the game is and how much more you have to learn. So I, um, I did a lot of learning this year. And with that learning, I still had a great role on the team. I had a pretty good year. So now um, like Coach, I had a meeting with Coach Richie last week. And he told me this is the biggest offseason in your life. So, you know, this offseason I got to go in and, and I got I to do some things with my diet. I got to do some things to get my body right, slim down a little bit, get faster, quicker, more explosive. You know, continue to keep my shot crisp. Continue to add things on the ball handling side, some separation moves. Be able to get into the mid range, get my mid range game right. So, a lot of a lot of it has to come down to just the the certain time I'm getting in and the uh, the time I'm getting in the gym and and all that, man. So just the work that I'm putting in and the and the, the grind and the workouts and that's all about. And is there any advice you would give any players that are heading into college this year? I know Noah Gurley from Fayette County, he's going to be a Furman Paladin now. Is there just any overall advice you would give any players that are about to start their college journey? Yeah, man. Um, you know, your college journey, it's a whole different its a whole different ball game. It's a whole different atmosphere. It's a, 
it's a business and um, you just got to know that. So with, with the business comes, there's going to be a lot of adversity you have to deal with, especially in your first year, just knowing how different it is. It's probably your first time being away from home. So when you deal with the adversity, you know, you got to you got to be able to deal with it kind of yourself and, and know how to how to deal with it, know how to get through it. So it's, it's going to come every all freshmen hit it. Um, it. It just happens. So just be ready. Keep your head up no matter what situation you go through. Keep working. Don't ever quit. And always know that uh, everyone in college is good. So just know that you can never stop working because you, you, you always want to keep increasing. You don't want to get complacent. And just keep keep improving every day. Take it a day-by-day thing. Try and get better every, every single day. And it's going to work out for you. I think we've got to all the sound bites that we have today. You uh, were out hitting indie hoops hard and... Just to reiterate, you can catch some analysis of that and other tournaments on the website, sandyspiel.com. If you follow Kyle on Twitter, at KyleSandy355. And of course, keep it with us here. If you didn't catch last week's podcast, we alluded to it in the opening. Uh, That was episode 14. We talked about a little update of the coaching carousel. And we talked about the new GHSA rules, of course. The transfer rule that we talked about in the opening, that is going to vote, going to a vote in front of the full executive committee on May the 26th. So, of course, we'll be the first ones to let you know how it all went down if anything shakes on that front. Um, and, you know, we'll try to keep you updated on a weekly, bi weekly basis here. I know we want to update the coaching carousel and maybe give you some way too early 2017 18 basketball season predictions. Thank you for listening. <laughs>